Hello, hello. Welcome to episode one of Sit Down with Sammy. This is going to be one take. You know, if I mess up, I mess up. (laughs) But um, this is a podcast that I've wanted to do for a while because I feel like I really do have a powerful story and I'm not perfect, but I've done a lot of research. I've bettered myself. Um, You know, I feel like I am able to now take everything that I've learned and kind of put it to good use. I feel like every time I have a chance to talk to someone, you know, it's always good energy, good vibes back and forth. I'm able to help spread myself and spread my message and just spread positivity throughout. So I thought, you know what, let's just, instead of making a YouTube channel, let's do a podcast because it'll feel more personable. You know, you can listen to it while you're on a on a run and working out, you know, doing those things that athletes do. And even if you're a non-athlete or a past athlete, you're more than welcome to listen. This is not for, you know, just strictly athletes. This is just me talking about my experience with my mental health. And I just so happen to be an athlete, you know, and my mental health um, issues are really tied to being an athlete. So without further ado, I'm just going to start episode one. Um, Episode one is really just an introductory episode, you know, just to give you a little bit of background about myself, my journey, my story. Um, And again, like I said, I am not perfect. I do not have all the answers, but You know, I kind of hope that this gets big enough or even if it's small, you know, with family and friends, I hope I get a chance to kind of say something and have people bounce ideas back and forth with me. I feel like that will be very, very helpful. So that's what I'm excited for. Um, I'm 22 years old and I never fully understood the grasp of mental health until I got to college, quite frankly. Um, You know, I've always struggled with my identity with feeling apart, with feeling like I belong, with, you know, being so hard on myself on and off the court, on the court, you know, I just, I was always known as the tall girl, so I never really took basketball seriously, I didn't think I was good enough, because I was just tall, Um, and then off the court, you know, just constantly feeling like I was a burden, I'm a high energy person, I love hard, and I get excited, one of the things that I think my downfall or I used to think my downfall was, was my excitement. And, you know, it's not, it's, it's me. And, you know, that used to be a big thing for me. So, you know, growing up was just hard for me and it wasn't hard in the sense that I had a rough childhood. No, I have siblings who love and adore me. I have parents who did nothing but the best for me, you know, but everybody has their own struggles. Everybody has their own stories. You know, I was very fortunate with my upbringing, um, financially, But, you know, just little things for certain people are taken a certain different way, you know, and I'll get more into that, you know, more episodes to come. (laughs) But on the sense that me finally getting to learn about myself wasn't until high school I started having, I want to say, bad thoughts. You know, everybody had bad thoughts. Um, I wasn't eating. I'm still really struggling with my body, my body image. But high school was really bad. Um, I loved I was obsessed with working out and being fit for the wrong reasons. I wanted to be skinny. I was comparing myself. You'll hear this a lot. I compared myself to my older sister, Bria, who, mind you, is nothing like me, looks nothing like me, 
different body build, different hair texture, I like different everything. But you know, she was like five six, and I was like five eleven, and like she weighed one twenty five, and I weighed one seventy. You know, and it it I don't know whole thing with body issues and constantly working out, and I would lie and say it was for basketball, but you know it wasn't. So I struggled with that in high school. Then I got to college. Then that's when alcohol started getting introduced, and I noticed oh, if I went all day without eating and I drank, like you know, I would. I would be fine and then I'd work out and I'd be fine. And that constant uh, cycle of not eating, drinking, working out, eating a little bit, going back and forth, that was not a good cycle. I was the skinniest I've ever been when I was in college, uh, freshman year. And then that was, that turned into a flaw. Okay. So give you a reference. I am a post player. I'm tall, right? But D1 post players, they got some meat on them. And, you know, that was the issue my freshman year was I was too skinny. I need to gain muscle. I wasn't gaining muscle because I wasn't doing anything properly because I just wanted to be skinny. And then that turned into a bad thing. So then I go home. I'm in the slump, you know, now I'm too skinny. Now I'm down to myself about being too skinny. I get fat. I come back to school. I'm 200 pounds. I'm freaking out. I look so different. You know, my coaches are like, you obviously didn't work out. And I was like, no, I did. I just ate a lot and I worked a lot and I just had that binge eating, you know, starving myself and then eating everything at 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock midnight. That was a horrible cycle I got into and it was psychological. And I did all of this, mind you, I didn't play. <laughs> I didn't touch the floor. Like, it's not like I was a star player. No one paid attention to me. And I was okay with that. I was okay with that because I just wanted my education paid for. I've never really had a love for basketball. I've just always been tall and athletic. That was it. And then for them to, you know, care about my body image. Now I care. And then I care about my body image. That was just, you know, I just wasn't understanding what was really going on. So I struggled with that. I struggled with knowing who my real friends were. I struggled with that a lot. I'm on a basketball team with a bunch of girls. For anybody who's been on a team at all, you know that you have probably got into it at least with one person on that team, if not everyone on that team, you know, and I was, I wouldn't say I was innocent. I just was excited. Let me say it like that. Um, I was picked on a lot as a kid. And when I got to college, this was, even in high school, I didn't have friends. I had friends on the basketball team, you know, Maddie Field, whoop, whoop, and uh, friends offside the basketball team, my friend Tori, whoop, whoop, you know, and that was it. That was my circle. And I had friends who were, um, didn't go to school with me, you know, who were on my AU team, whoop, whoop, uh, people who played, I played basketball against, they were my friends, but I really didn't have a group of friends. Um, I didn't know how to handle it. Uh, oftentimes when I would get a friend, I would push them away because, I just didn't trust them. So when I got to college, it was just so much harder. You know, it was, oh gosh, I just want to say, college was so traumatizing in the sense of my first uh, college experience at my first school. It was traumatizing because constant talking, talking, talking about someone, constant talking about someone, being their friend the next day, constant saying shit to their face like really rude shit hurtful shit you know and like I said I didn't want it to be me I should have done more I wish I could have done more in the sense of speaking up not partaking but 
I just didn't want the attention on me. I didn't want them to notice that I was starving myself. I didn't want them to see the cuts on my wrist. Oh my gosh. Going into practice with duct tape, uh, not tape, uh, not duct tape, but tape on my wrist because I didn't want people to see and, you know, saying, oh, it's a fashion trend trying to be a, trying to be a point guard. But no, I had, I had slits all over my body and my thighs and it was horrible. So I didn't want them my attention on me. I wanted the attention on someone else. And if it wasn't on me, then fine, more fine, you know? But that was, I think that's one of my biggest regrets, you know, looking back at everything. It's not being so naive. Um, so that was really, that was really hard for me because there was constant drama and it would be taken onto the court and just, oh gosh, it was just horrible. And then, you know, you think you find a friend, you think you find someone and then you find out that person's really not your friend. Things get twisted, words get twisted, misunderstood and you know, you go to people, they tell everyone, you know, it's just, oh my God, it was horrible for me. And, you know, people probably didn't have the same experience or they did, you know, I'm not trying to talk bad about the program. It's just my experience was not for someone who is me. It wasn't meant for me. I wasn't strong enough. I will say that in a heartbeat. I wasn't strong enough for D1. I wasn't strong enough to, to, to really, do everything that I need to do and focus on basketball. I was focused on other things. I was focused on how my teammates felt about me that day. I was focused on not eating breakfast and having uh, three cups of coffee before I got to before I got to practice, and then shoving out a granola bar and not trying not to faint. You know, I was focused on the wrong things, um, and you know that honestly catches up to someone. It does. So, junior year, I was having a rough time at home, you know, just constant bickering, constant bickering with my parents. Now, I, I would say I'm not, I'm like a little rebel of the family. I'm not a bad kid. It was just, I just took everything out on them, you know, and they would talk to me how the people at Northeastern would talk to me and I wasn't, you know, man enough to talk back to the people at my old school. So I would talk back to them. And that was just another thing on its own. So that was hard. So then I go to school and I'm alone. You know, I go back to school early and I am alone. I just got broken up with, which also messed with my head because I didn't have a real relationship (laughs) at all. Now, mind you, you know, I didn't have any friends in high school. I was picked on all of elementary school, preschool, all that. So I got a, I got a real boyfriend. Oh my God. And he leaves me for nothing, not his fault. You know, it wasn't my fault. I just couldn't handle it. Um, and it really messed with me. And I always had my therapist at Northeastern. I mean, at my old school, you know, Miss Tony, she was cool. And I don't want to say the school's name just because, I mean, everybody knows what the school's name is, but I don't want to feel like I'm putting it on blast, you know, because like, again, my experience is my experience. It's not going to be anybody else's experience. And, you know, that's, that's that. So I had my, my therapist and I was already, um, diagnosed with depression and anxiety. I already had it because when I came in freshman year, I was in therapy. I was in therapy freshman year, sophomore year, and junior year. I'm still in therapy, um, but you know I was in therapy. But they didn't know what quite was going on, and I wasn't sharing. Honestly, I was embarrassed to go to therapy. I would go once a month. You know, when I was uh, in the early stages of it, I didn't want to deal with it. So when that happened, I was, I got alcohol, I got, I got dumped. And then that night I got alcohol poisoning. And uh, <laughs> that was a uh, very scary because I, I've never drank that much in my life. I've never wanted to just be obliterated. I wanted to be gone. I wanted 
to just to just be gone and you know after that I said you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna talk more to my therapist I'm gonna tell what's going on what I'm feeling what my thoughts are my thought process all of that and when I did um I brought up things in the past and I you know after two months of visiting I was diagnosed with manic depression and social anxiety um you know with my manic depression it's just my moods are so strong one day I just wake up feeling like an absolute failure if something's not not right if something happens and then the next day I'll feel on the top of the world and I want to do this and I'll be motivated then the next day I just don't want to eat I want to stay in bed I just want to watch tv and cry you know and with my social anxiety I care a lot and I feel a lot of pressure in social settings and with how I socially am viewed and accepted and that also messed with me because it was like that's like someone telling you that you're built wrong you know the things that you take care like you take pride in I used to take so much pride in my Instagram and to for someone to tell me like oh you only do that because you want people to think that you know you're more than what you are because you feel like you're less than, you know, that's just like, it's earth shattering. So when I got those diagnoses, then of course I went on a downward spiral. Oh my goodness. Um, oh gosh, it was just, it was rough. Um, I just felt crazy. And then when, every time I look at manic depression, it was bipolar. And I was like, Oh my, holy shit. Am I bipolar? Like what the hell is going on? You know? So then I got on medication because I started having night terrors, which I would have really, really bad night terrors. I would fight in my sleep. I would scream. I would wake up crying. I would have these horrible, horrible dreams. So then I just stopped going to sleep. So then now, mind you, all this while I'm being a D1 athlete, going through what college students go through. You know, I'm not sleeping. I'm not eating. I'm working out. I'm going through boyfriend drama. I'm going through teammate drama. And that really just catches up and you know I'm gonna give a full episode dedicated to um my suicide attempt but you know I did attempt to take my own life it got to that point where I just didn't love myself and I didn't appreciate who I really was as a person you know I just I've always felt like that little that pesky little kid that pesky little cousin that pesky little little gnat that was just bothering everybody And I just wanted to be somebody to someone. I just wanted to be somebody. I just wanted to have people that cared. You know, I didn't want to feel like I was annoying anyone. I didn't want to feel like my energy was unwelcomed. And I I tried to kill myself. And, you know, I'm not going to go into details about it because I don't want this to be super long. But just know that obviously I'm still here. And, you know, that attempt really taught me a lot about myself taught me a lot about the people who were around me and it taught me a lot about just life in general it taught me about a lot about my purpose taught me a lot about how my coping mechanisms are so horrible that uh, uh, anyone would be destructive you know oh my god I cannot cope for shit (laughs) um yeah so after that I returned back to my school It wasn't, it was not great. It was just the weirdest thing ever. And, you know, everyone was saying, well, you know, they didn't understand. They didn't understand, but they didn't have to understand. You know, it was just, anyway, I'm not even going to get into it. (laughs) 
um, I ended up transferring in December, right, to a new school. And that was also, that was actually kind of fun. I will say that was like the most fun time of my life because it was my 21st birthday when I was in the transfer portal. I had all these schools calling me. My sisters were in town. Um, then I found this school, this ran, random school. And, you know, I say this to my coach all the time. This random school had called me. They were like, hey, have you heard anything about Anderson University in South Carolina? And Anderson, I was like, I have no idea. Like, what are you talking about? But the campus was gorgeous. So I was like, okay, like, honestly, you guys are cool. Um, they saw my film. They liked what they saw. So then I was like, you know what? F it. Let's go on a visit. Why did I just say F it? Like, I'm not 22 years old. Anyway, I went on a visit and I just fell in love. And I didn't tell my coaches <laughs> the extent of, you know, everything that happened. You know, I just said, oh, I want to be closer to home. That was my... That was my reason. I just want to be closer to home. So I get there. I love it. I love the team. I love the coaches. I love the energy. I love the program. It's a winning program, you know? Cool little D2, right? Cool little town, uh, university town where they know you. I have been stopped at Ingles and Publix and all these places. To, oh, you, you must play for Anderson, huh? Oh, I've been to a couple games. I've seen you, you know? People who are excited to see you and not saying that I just not saying that I wanted like the attention no I just wanted to feel like a sense of community a home away from home I wanted to have a sense of family I wanted to feel loved and that's exactly what Anderson gave me and you know ever since then my mental health journey has been blossoming um I am about to I just I graduated okay and I'm getting my master's and I'm still playing and not saying like that, like I have all my shit together. No, I'm still struggling with my body image, still struggling with wanting to play basketball, still struggling with, you know, finding my purpose. I want a job. I want to do this, but I don't have a car. Like, I don't have a license. So like I'm going, I'm struggling with a lot of stuff right now, but I'm not letting myself sink down into a deep hole, which I'm so proud of myself for not doing. So, you know, that's a little of my backstory. And each episode I plan on you know, divulging a little bit more of myself, being more comfortable to talk about myself, and then just trying to, you know, use my experience as a lesson. And the methods, the methods that I've learned that are helpful, that make me feel better, that all of that, like, I just, I genuinely believe that I was given a second chance at life because God wants me to reach people. It doesn't matter if I meet someone in the store for five seconds or, you know, I meet someone who turns into a lifelong friend or it's a family member. I want people to know who I am. I am okay with who I am and I love myself enough that I don't need other people's validations. I just want to help. I want other people to be okay with themselves how I had to learn to be okay with me. You know? So sit down with Sammy. It's just about sitting down, opening up, listening, hearing, learning, becoming one with yourself and knowing that it is okay to not be okay because I don't, I'm not okay. Shoot. You know how many people didn't know that I was okay? I mean, unless you were a friend of mine or even if you're a friend of mine, I don't like opening up to people uh, besides like my sisters or my boyfriend. Um, you are not alone. And I just wish, I wish I had someone to listen to, someone to look up to, um, to, to relate to. 
when I was going through these things because I I felt alone and I just I want to be that light for anyone else who needs it. So that is the purpose of this and that is my introduction episode. And I hope you learned something. I hope you continue to listen. And you know, I just hope I hope you start this journey with me and I hope that you know, oh my god, I just hope you see the light of the tunnel and you don't give up. I just ah, I just really hope that. So Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next episode.